Hello, hello, and welcome back to the State of the Fandom. My name is Neil Fox. I am your furry president of Time and Space, and with me as always is... Hello, I am Link Labrador, and today's podcast topic is the fuckery of Russia. Now, I I will let my partner continue his thought. So, 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 I just, I just had to start recording. I just, I just had to. Yeah. I had to. Because. <laughs> you were just telling me about how, uh, how dire the situation is for Russia right now in their military invasion of Ukraine. Well, it's not uh, even dire. It's just flat out retardation at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, for what I understand, Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh-huh. Ukraine pushed them back to the border. Uh Uh-huh. And now they're putting who on the front line, you say? They're putting untrained conscripts on the front line in tanks. Jesus. Without training. Oh, my God. They're like, we're putting a million people. We're putting a million people on the front line. What the fuck is this? Is this Stalingrad all over again where it's... You're fighting to the last man, you're fighting to the last factory? Where you're literally building the factory, rolling it out, uh, rolling out the tank, and then getting the tank blown up in two minutes? Are you literally building the tank as the city's being sieged? It sounds like it. So That's how they're acting? For fuck's sake! So people have been raising the alarm about the possibility of a nuclear strike. And in addition, Putin has even said that he is considering it. Now, to be fair, they have bluffed on this quite a few times. At this point, here's the thing. Something big's gonna go down in Russia, mm-hmm. a la, you know, Ukraine winding up, winding up and taking the fucking Kremlin or some shit, and then, and then Putin's gonna nuke. Yeah. Well, see, see, here, here, here's what I'm imagining. This is why I had to start recording, okay? Yes! So, so Russia has had issues with tanks running out of gas. Uh-huh. With, with, uh, with, uh, artillery trucks, uh, getting stuck in the mud because they had discount brand tires. They, not they, to mention, not to mention egg cartons in the tank armor, egg cartons. Egg yeah. cartons. Yeah, they use extremely discounted armor, okay? What? The amount of corruption that goes Jesus. on. Jesus. Uh, they use cell phones to communicate. Completely unencrypted, by the way. They yes. just use open-air radio. And the rest of the world's looking at Russia, I'm like, um, yeah, we know you have nukes, but, uh, we're just gonna keep selling weapons and giving weapons to Ukraine because if we get involved, it's a guaranteed nuke. Yeah. So if you- Ukraine gets involved, well, it's a second world nation fighting another second world nation, pushing it into a third world nation. Oof. Yeah, that's sad but true. I just. What if? What if? He calls in the nuclear strike, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> he has the same issue that they're having with all the tanks and the artillery and the, all that. All right, use the nuke. They all die um, on the stand. <laughs> uh, Mr. Putin, uh, I have some bad news. Um, well, you know how we used to have a city called St. Petersburg. 
Uh, it no longer exists. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? I'm killing you myself. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So, Putin is going to use a nuke at some point. Oh, God, I hope not, but it is possible. And, well, and not only has he threatened to use a nuke, he's threatened to use a nuke against a NATO military Is he retarded? Apparently. Yes, let's nuke Poland. Well, let's, I, I, I heard that he wanted to nuke Poland. He wanted to nuke uh, Switzerland. Oh, my God. Switzerland? Switzerland denounced him, remember? Oh, my God. Jesus. I heard at one point... Russia wanted to invade Canada. Of course they did. Which would be very funny. Yes, let's invade Canada. Yes, invade the only other country other than the United States with more guns than people. Um, <laughs> great idea. Great idea. You're, you're going to see how nice the Canadians are real quick. Um, Here's the thing. Don't fuck with a Canadian. No. Because they are polite. Have you seen how they play hockey? Yeah. All right, men. Shoot the hockey pucks at the Kremlin. (laughs) (laughs) But yes. Uh, Yes, Putin. If you want to come fuck around with the U.S. and find out. um, Genius. Genius. Maybe genius. Well, see, if the corruption is that bad in the the tanks and the... Because here's the thing. The, the, the Russian government is so, so secretive about their military technology. What technology? They don't but have hold any. On, hold on. Hold on. They're so secretive about it that when they make a proclamation, this was years ago, you know, when they would make a proclamation of like, oh, we have this new armor tech and we've got this, these new planes and these new tanks and all this, and then they just never get built. But because it's all secret... They don't tell anyone that it never got built. Exactly. I mean, they do have maybe a dozen of their Russian whatever the fuck tanks, but they're right. They have enough to parade around on, you know, freedom of in freedom from whatever day, or they they have enough to parade through the street. But the ones that they got are like not ten, on parade, they got like ten of them. Right. <laughs> it's it's. It's fascinating. I, I was just watching a video. I'll have to see if I can find it. But I was just watching a video yesterday about how deep the military corruption goes in Russia. Well, I was just watching a video from the infographic show mm. about how incompetent their training method is. Well, tell me about it. Tell me what, what did the infographic the show say? The infographic show. The, 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 the donuts and candy of the information world. Infographic show. Exactly. I love <laughs> the infographic show. It gets straight to the point. Sure. It's not, you know, frilly. It's very sugary. And I like the infographic show. It gets straight to the goddamn point. Oh, sure. Because I got shit to do with my day. It's like saying, I love food. I I, I, I love great cuisine. Um, I I love, I love uh, Snickers. Like, that's that's what the infographic show is. Hey, it gets right to the point. True, true. yeah, they are educating people on real issues. They are. But anyway, continue. Especially people with ADHD who have better things to do with their day and get bored. Oh yeah, better things to do like uh, like like uh, like stroke your stroke your dick or uh, no, that's you. Jerk off onto uh, jerk off onto a poster of of a 
of a furry character or? Uh, no, I'll just jerk off onto you. It's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I know. Leave that. <laughs> so, what did the infographic show say? So, the infographic show basically did a summary of how incompetent the training was. Okay. And how they basically paid their new recruits $14 a month. Jesus. Conscripted recruits, specifically. Conscripted recruits, which is most of their fucking army, I'm pretty sure, at this point. Jesus. Why would you pay someone that little and expect them to do a good job? Uh, you don't. You just expect them to get shot in the head from Motherland. Jesus. It, it's a convenient way of getting rid of people that you don't like. That's why, you know, they beat the shit out of them. Basically fucking mm-hmm. murder them. Have murderous practices. Uh, if you want an effective military, step one, don't hurt them before they go on the battlefield. Because they might just turn around and shoot the commander. Right. So, why is the Russian military so corrupt? Um, uh, what I have some knowledge on this, but you probably know more about it than I do. Well, the nuts and bolts of their corruption boils down to the Russian military is basically run by the KGB. Right, but that, why uh, the is the KGB corrupt? Good question. Um, so, there's several reasons for it. One reason is because they can actually hide where the money goes. Oh, it's classified. It's classified. Oh, it's going to that, uh, it's classified. That's short term for it's going to that commander's pocket, that commander's pocket, that well, commander's pocket, that commander's pocket. The second reason is, if corruption exists in an organization, it doesn't have to be a military, but it is often a military. <clears throat> uh, it could be a corporation, it could be whatever. If corruption exists mm-hmm. throughout all levels, not just at the top or at the bottom, if corruption exists throughout all levels, then everyone could go to jail because it's still illegal. It's still illegal to pay bribes to people. It's, you're, you, they, most of the time they don't go to jail for it. No, but it's still Russia's illegal. Because Russia's a nuclear armed gas station that's, run from, that's basically run by the mob. For example, did you know that the leader of the Russian military gets paid $120,000 a year. That now, it? Now, now, hold on. <coughs> now, 120, <laughs> hold on. Now, $120,000 a year, not great, but for rubles, not terrible. That's, that's a lot of rubles. However, he happens to live in an $18 million mansion. <coughs> that he stole. That was purchased by his daughter on her 18th birthday. Yes. Oh, but he doesn't own it. Bullshit. <laughs> purchased by his daughter on her 18th birthday. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, yes. I own, my daughter owns this house. Yes, thank you, daughter, for this $18 million present on your 18th birthday. Those investments in Gazprom were very effective. <laughs> I can't tell you where the money came from. I am a Russian citizen. I am Russia, Russia forever. Oh, motherland. I have the Soviet national anthem wearing 24 hours outside my house. Jesus. At all times. Thank you, Putin. You are an amazing, humble man. You're the most humble man I have ever met in my life. Oh yeah. Well, see, and this is how- As the dude sit, as Putin sits on like a 30 foot long table. <laughs> 
Well, see, and th- this is also something really interesting that I learned uh, from a Vlad, Vla- Vlad Vexler video. I had never seen his stuff before, but it's really good. I'll have to link you to it. Okay. Uh, he's, he's, he's from Russia originally, but he's living in the UK, and so he can actually speak freely about this stuff. So, he was talking about how Putin's mentality changed <coughs> over time. Yeah. So he got elected, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yes, elected. Elected in Russia. He, he paid somebody. Of course. <laughs> uh, he got elected originally in around the year 2000. Uh, and then he left yep. office briefly. Yep, as you do. And he hated it. Because he wanted to still be in power, but he, he was trying to pull the strings from the sidelines, and he just hated it. So he came. He comes back, and he believes, he believes at that time, that he's untouchable. He oh. believes that you know, oh well, you know, now that I'm back for a second time, I'm I'm perfect. I'm so no one can touch me. Is that before or after a bullet goes through his head? <laughs> so, but here's something that I hadn't heard many people talk about. Yeah. So when COVID started, he went. He's he's like sixty years old or something. So he's in the more uh, risk, uh, more risk demographic. That's fine. So he's not in a risk demographic. He's in a liquidation demographic. It's fine. He preemptively goes into extreme quarantine. So before he was difficult to reach. It was difficult to reach him with like truthful information or like anything he didn't want to hear. But since COVID... What the fuck did you do? Live under a rock? Basically. So here's what he did. (laughs) Any person who was going to come to his residence or the the, uh, Kremlin, any person that was going to come in contact with him had to go on a two-week quarantine before they meet him. Have these people ever heard of Zoom? (laughs) Apparently not. So, he goes from not getting a lot of information about the outside world to getting no information other than what he wants to hear. Oh, okay. So basically he was living in the Russian underground bunkers underneath the Kremlin in the secret presidential... What he, was, what he was living in was a fantasy world where, oh, Russia has this wonderful military, Mr. Putin. Oh, we've, we've been spending the country's money so efficiently, and look at all these amazing military uh, Are we talking about Putin, or are we talking about this guy? Because everyone seems to be living in a fantasy land at this point. Well, okay, so... so <laughs> This is this is something that's very fascinating. Is so it Narnia that goes to war with Westeros? Narnia and Westeros going to war? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sure there's a fan fiction about that. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so man, I get oh, I like this theoretical question because on the one hand, the Narnian army is very very small and not really used to fighting more than a skirmish. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Narnia has Jehovah on their side <laughs> in the form of a lion. So magical Jesus lion mm. plus seven plus seven kids that Santa gave weapons to. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the best weapons are <laughs> daggers given to you by Santa. Absolutely. Um, you know, Not to I, mention magical healing juice. Come on. 
And a bow that can never miss. Yeah, well, great. And a sword that, again. See, see, Westeros is not particularly magical. There's no. some magic in Westeros, but it's not particularly magical. Uh, but, so, here's the thing. To get back to our previous topic. COVID affected everyone. Uh-huh. Even the rich and powerful. Good fuckers. Right. But the thing is, is that the the same issues that you saw people go through of uh-huh. loneliness and isolation and depression and anxiety and all of this affect people like Putin as well, as much as he would like to deny it. Yes, I've heard Putin so, doesn't actually drink vodka. Here's what he did. And I saw the video of this, and it is appalling. So he brings in his equivalent of Secretary of State, okay? So his foreign affairs guy. Yeah. Brings him into a press conference, puts him on a mic. Oh, Jesus. He doesn't, dis- apparently, doesn't discuss this beforehand, okay? Well, so that's he's, smart. Yeah. So he's got what amounts to the Secretary of State across from him, you know, like 50 feet away because of COVID, whatever. But. He's got it the next day. <laughs> so weird. But he goes, so, Mr. Secretary, you support the independence of these Ukrainian territories, right? No preparation. The fuck? No, apparently, by the guy's reaction, he had no idea that Putin was going to ask him this question in front of the cameras. Of course. And the guy kind of stumbles over his words a little bit, and he's like, uh, 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 I... I, I, and he kind of gives like a diplomatic answer, like something like, uh, oh, well, you know, it's something we can look into. And he's like, no, do you support it or not? And he goes, uh, well, of course, Mr. Putin, of course I, of course I respect the independence of these Ukrainian territories, which is code to say, fuck them up. Uh-huh. They're, they're ours now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, just, just, Exactly what you want from a world leader. Uh, I, 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 I hope that nuclear weapons are not used. They will be. But Putin's desperate enough. Yeah, I mean, if he's sending uh, uh, conscripts from uh, just the general population to the front lines, I mean, what does he expect to do with these conscripts? That uh, just make the Ukrainians so demoralized? Or are they just going to give all the Ukrainians sacks? <laughs> uh, see, see, this... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just imagining a scenario now where... It's like, oh, by the way, here's like, tanks. Here, we, we, it's like a Simpsons skit, basically. How, how many times do we have to go through this? Of invading Afghanistan or Iraq or Ukraine <laughs> or whatever and just aren't... Just arming the opposition with your own military hardware. <laughs> Ukraine does not have a $60 billion a year military budget. But they're more than happy to take some of those, you know, 72, uh, some of the, let's see, they, officially, officially, it's only 20% corruption. So. Uh, sure. Sure. Uh, that, um, say, 45 so, billion worth of military hardware. I'm sure they're more than happy to use it. So Ukraine is going to be single-handedly replenish their entire military supply, all their weapons, all their arms, and they're going to have more prisoners of war than they know what to fucking do with. I wonder how many prisoners of war they've taken. Let's see. 
They were having trouble finding places to put people. <laughs> How many prisoners of war in Ukraine? Uh, let's see. Russia is preventing access to Ukraine war prisoners. How many prisoners are in Ukraine? Oh, no, that's prisons in Ukraine. Let's see. How many casualties in Ukraine war? 28,000! Oh my god. Uh, Jesus. And that's just civilians? Yes. Jesus Christ. That's uh -huh. terrible. Oh my god. Why? Um, because Russia doesn't give a fuck and they keep throwing um, literal murderers uh, on the front line? Jesus Christ. Why? Oh my god. How are people this stupid? My question is, why the fuck did everyone run away? Run away? What do you mean? All the Ukrainians are like, fuck this, I'm out! I they all just stood together. They'd probably be able to gun down these fuckers in a weekend. <laughs> Jeez! I mean... To be fair, to be to be slightly fair, uh, I'm guessing that uh, they didn't expect to be in a war. Like, like it's one thing to be in a military in Liberia, exactly, where the military is used frequently. Uh, it's another thing to be in a military in, uh, let's say, France. France hasn't been to war since World War II. France does not expect to go to war until World War III. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it could happen next weekend. Who knows? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Good thing 10,000 killed, 30,000 wounded. Oh my god. Good thing we're in a non-disclosed location. Absolutely. Russian and allied forces. 70 to 80,000 killed and wounded. Oh yeah, my that's about god. It. That How many prisoners of war does it say? Uh, I haven't found that yet. Between the hotline and between the uh, U Ukraine stating, it's like, by the way, if you surrender, Russia will never find out. <laughs> like, we'll take care of you if you surrender, okay? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely understand how uh, a, a, a person who was drafted into the Russian army and getting paid $14 a month might call a hotline once they got there and say, uh, I would like to not be killed, please. Uh, can I just, can I just say a truce? Truce, personal truce. Uh, I'll sign whatever documents that you want. Uh, hey. Personal truths, and I got about 40 other dudes in an entire tank column. You want it? <laughs> I got about 200 tanks here. You want oh, them? <laughs> by the way, by the way, did you hear that lots of the rations that were sent to the Russian army were six or seven years out of date? Yeah, that makes sense. Jesus. So, 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 great job, guys. You're, you're paying them $14 a month, and you're sending them rotting food. Wonderful! And you've managed to effectively defeat yourself by invading Chernobyl. God. You... Oh, yeah, that, that piece of territory that is so desirable. Oh, yes. Um, Give it yourself radiation poison. So, so are they planning on turning them into super soldiers? Th this, is, this is something that is just fascinating to me, because... For so long, 
especially during the Cold War, but for so oh, long. Oh, why the fuck were we scared of them during the Cold War? That's my considered, question. Right. People have considered Russia to be this scary military power, and it's just not true. They're laughable. Yeah. If it wasn't for the war crimes, the brutal levels of incompetency, and the fact that they can't seem to manage their military worth the damn. Yeah. Again, what were we afraid of? Well, unfortunately. They managed to lose against the Taliban. And then arm the Taliban. Well, to be fair, we also managed to lose against the Taliban and then arm the Taliban. <laughs> Multiple times. So, uh, great job, United States. You just... Oh, by the way... So, so intelligent with your military strategy. By the way, the Middle East is on the verge of full-blown revolt at this moment. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, Again, they had a chance to defend themselves when we left. What the fuck happened? They had 20 years. Well, the Afghani army uh, was trained by the United States, but fell apart almost as soon as we left. And, I mean, it somewhat makes sense to me, just from a psychological standpoint, of uh, these people are in their homeland. So and defend your fucking homeland. Come on. Right. But like... The Irish didn't give up. If you're... If you are in the Afghan army and you're shooting people, you are shooting people from your country. That would be difficult for anyone to do. Maybe not for Americans, but... Um, <laughs> Americans, we're really good at shooting ourselves over the pettiest of things. <laughs> Yes, look no farther than the subreddit uh, Florida Man if you would like to see some wonderful examples of, you know, toddlers shooting people. Uh, Americans, we have a wonderful thing called nihilism, nepotism, and not giving a fuck. Absolutely. We have 18-year-olds shooting up their own schools and shooting their friends in the face. Jesus. God help anyone that tries to invade us. Jesus. Every angsty, bro, it's go, here's how an invasion of the U.S. will go. Mm-hmm. Every goddamn angsty teen, through redneck, through professional military, through quasi-military organization, to whatever the fuck, to, okay guys, seriously, do we really have to send in these guys? Right. Wait, are you telling me we had cybernetic super soldiers this all fucking time? Well. <laughs> Plus, every goddamn individual with a bulldozer is gonna... They'll just turn them into killdozers and put guns on them. We only have some of the biggest arm manufacturers in the entire fucking world. Yeah. So we'll make guns, and then we'll make even better guns, and then we'll come up with stupid. Nice. We'll come up with stupid shit to blow up tanks. Jesus. <laughs> I I I don't think that an armed invasion of the United States is likely to happen in our lifetime. Uh, a a nuclear strike against the United States very possible. We'd still be um, fine, relatively speaking. Of course. I mean, well, we'd be bloodied, and then we would uh, saddle, saddle ourselves up, and then go kill the, and then go kill the fucker responsible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I would like to live in a world that uh, we don't nuke ourselves. I would like to live in a peaceful world. And me too. Uh, Let's th- start by getting rid of Russia, and then China. 
the, the <laughs> I wonder, wonder if I could find it to show it to you, but uh, you've, you've seen the, have you seen the trolley problem memes? Yes! The, the memes about the trolley problem are so funny. I mean, the whole trolley problem is a good guy is gonna sacrifice, uh, is gonna sacrifice the individual to save, you know, the greater, greater good. A villain sacrifices everyone to save the individual. At the end of the day, you're still a villain, no matter what you do. Oh, here we go, here we go. This is the one I wanted to find. Where somebody just drew a line <laughs> where the trolley just runs over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're still murdering. You're still running someone over. It depends on who you're running over. Jesus. It's the, the thing is, is that Putin's trolley problem is how many people do I have to run over for people to respect me? And Putin, um, the answer is don't run anyone over and we will respect you more. Uh, you're going the way of North Korea. Yeah. You're going to turn into a third world nuclear armed gas station. Check that, you might not be nuclear armed by the time we're done. Yeah. Oh no, all of the nukes suddenly disappeared. Mm. The mafia stole all the nukes. Jesus. <laughs> you know, Saudi honestly, Arabia, honestly, I Saudi think I might- Saudi Arabia just becomes like the largest nuclear power in the world. God, that would be <laughs> terrible. You know, honestly, I kind of would rather the mafia have the nukes than Putin. Um, at least the Mafia has some semblance of, like, codes of ethics and... <laughs> I mean, here's what would happen. The Mafia would steal the nukes, and they'd put all the nukes in a fucking museum. Now, now here's what's gonna happen. I got this nuclear warhead right here. It's an... I'm, I'm a Russian mafia boss. I got it. I got this nuclear warhead right here, and I'm gonna dismantle it and turn it into a nuclear power factory. <laughs> and I'm gonna make so much goddamn money from this nu from this nuclear power factory. <laughs> Why the fuck would I want a nuclear warhead when I could use <laughs> one kilogram of nuclear <laughs> fissile material to make about? Seven hundred thousand dollars in, in 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 electricity. Do you know how many kilograms of fissile material is in one nuclear warhead? Generally, about thirty kilograms. That's a lot of goddamn money. If you convert it to rubles, it's a lot of rubles. <laughs> and that's seven hundred thousand a year, by the way. <laughs> I don't know the exact math on it, but like the the the. the, the the idea that they're just holding on to a nuclear stockpile to think that they're important and powerful in the world. Hell, the United States, we have more nukes than anyone. And we're not threatening to nuke people every five fucking minutes. Well, so, we so don't have to. To play devil's advocate, a small, small, small amount. According to Russia and North Korea and China and a couple of other countries that are not part of NATO, the U.S. doesn't have to threaten because they already threatened with the NATO treaty. Uh-huh. Of, you know, oh, well, if we invade Poland, then you're going to nuke us. Yeah. So just don't do it. Just just don't do it. I mean, you can invade Poland. God help you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure shit ain't gonna. Right. Well, see, well, it's, the, it's the old meme of, it's the old... 
adage of God isn't gonna help. I'm like, uh, what is it? Uh, I didn't kill him. I just arranged the meeting with God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but wow. that's how it be. Wow. You fuck around with the U.S. Good luck. I mean, you can't invade us. The Canadians tried a couple hundred years ago, and no one else tried since. Yeah, we we cooked their Canadian bacon. <laughs> I, I mean, they tried invading the Alamo, and we managed to hold we managed to hold off five thousand guys with a hundred guys. Uh, my my favorite <laughs> joke about the Alamo is that the only reason why they uh, defended the Alamo was because it was the only place in Texas with air conditioning. <laughs> it's not true, but very funny. <laughs> Again, you don't fuck around with the United States. No! Why would you even try? We have this thing. We have the nationalities of don't fuck with us, Irish, really don't fuck with us, Italian, really, really don't fuck with us, Russians, and super, super don't fuck with us, German. <laughs> Don't fuck with us, Jer. You can have the tr- you can have the hippie truck the hippie um, tree hugging motherfuckers down in California if you want. Uh, they're they're busy exterminating themselves, so we don't care. They're busy turning themselves you into don't, Yeah, Putin. You don't. You can just have California. You don't have to attack California because it's gonna be in wasteland anyway. It's gonna it's gonna look like Ukraine looks like now. No, I'm just no it's just gonna be a desert. Just a desert. It's gonna be a desert with a fucking port. Jesus Christ. It's gonna be a port city next to a desert. Unfortunately, that is probably true. Uh, maybe maybe we should do the smart thing and start installing railroad tracks now. Wow. I wonder, I wonder what the country, the United States, and I wonder what the Russian and Chinese and European, and I wonder what all of these different countries will look like in a few decades in the future. Maybe say 30 years in the future. Oh, Jesus Christ. You and I, you'll pick up drinking at some point. Oh, God, I hope not. (laughs) We'll both pick up drinking and we're going to go, fuck this. Between our giant piles of money that we've created, and this new cryptocurrency we've created, and becoming the president of the United States, and simultaneously solving all the world's issues, the world still looks like shit! How did we manage? Well, (laughs) that is a topic for another day. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I have... And that is my my soapbox for the day. That is your soapbox for the day. I always enjoy our conversations. Uh, They they frequently involve Putin. Uh, They frequently involve uh, Russia. I mean, it's the biggest news story in the entire fucking world. By the way, the queen died. Uh, She had a lot of exotic pets. Um... We did a whole episode about the Queen. Dying. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, FYI, the Queen's still dead. Oh, good. She didn't come back as a zombie <laughs> robot. Uh, thank God. Um, the entirety of the Middle East is about to rebel. I think maybe who the fuck knows? Uh, China people are about to rebel and overthrow the fucking government there. Hey, maybe we're maybe we're turning a corner and we're gonna head to a. 
towards a world of world peace, assuming China doesn't nuke itself to put down rebellions at this point. It's China. They could very much just start nuking themselves to put down rebellions. Jesus. I, unfortunately, <laughs> I would not put it past the Communist Party of China to do that. Uh, like, I'm about to lose my throne! Kill them all! <laughs> just like uh, the king in Game of Thrones when he, he went mad. Mad with power. Kill them all! Burn them all! You mean Joffrey? Uh, fair enough. Several kings in the Game of Thrones universe have gone mad with power. <laughs> I mean, most of them, though. Yeah. And then uh, Daenerys wound up going to dementia-ridden insane or some dumb shit. What a shame. What a shame. That, that well, was such an unfortunate end to that show. Yeah, the whole end of Game of Thrones, uh, no one liked it. The new Game of Thrones series, people seem to like it because it's Game of Thrones and everyone's like, yes, hot incest, please. More incest. I didn't know you were so into incest. Would you like to tell me more, Mr. Freud? <laughs> see, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not into incest. Uh-huh. I just don't give it up. Sure. Uh, so, here's the thing. Oh, Rick and Morty is pretty good at this point. Uh, Rick and Morty season six, uh, whatever the fuck season it's on, is fantastic. There, there's no, here's the thing, there's no question that Game of Thrones, the first couple of seasons, was a better show yeah. than the new House of the Dragon show. I mean, House of the Dragon's still good. But, but, here's the thing. House of the Dragon is consistently competent. And that's, that's, Game of Thrones fans like myself, that's all we wanted. Uh-huh. It is consistent. It is every, every week we can turn on the HBO, uh, we can turn on the HBO app, we can watch Keeping Up with the Targaryens, there's, <laughs> there's intrigue, there's drama, there's murder, there's murder, there's incest, there's and... this one dude who keeps beating the fuck out of people. Yes, but <laughs> the, the, the issue with and the seasons... And King still hasn't died yet. Like, like, people started to have a problem with Game of Thrones in season five and season six, which is crazy to me. I, I did not have any big problems with season five and six. Like, I can see, I can see the issues that people point out with it, but I wasn't like, oh, this is terrible, like a lot of people who read the books. Which... And, then, and then we have the Rings of Power. Yes. I like the Rings of Power. It's a good show. Meanwhile, the fans are going, are treating it like Gollum. Going, my precious, my precious cannon, my precious Gollum, I'm a horrible monster. What have you done to my precious? I wanted the cannon. Oh my god. I'm like, you autistic motherfucker. Look, sit the fuck down. Assess your life. Yes. For the love of God, there's eight billion more important things in this world than the canon of some goddamn book. I'm sorry if you're some greasy bearded, uh, <laughs> if you're just some greasy neck bearding, neck bearding weirdo that doesn't get out and doesn't do anything productive with your life, and all you do is bitch and moan about a TV show. Well, and it's not bad to be passionate about Tolkien's lore, but like there's passionate, and then there's militant passionate. Well, and it is a television show, and they have committed to doing 
five seasons, which is going to be approximately 50 hours of television. Yes! Based on an appendix. There's not a lot to work off of here, bro. An appendix. <laughs> They're going to have to add some stuff to make it 50 hours of television. <laughs> I, I don't think people understand that to take a 100 or so page appendix and make it into 50 hours of television, they're going to have to change a few things and add a few things. A <laughs> few hundred things. <laughs> oh, that's not in the lore that they needed Mithril to do such and such. Well, it's fine. It's a show. <laughs> do it's you want to see elves or not? <laughs> it's not the lore. Okay, so everyone who thinks that it's not the lore, take the appendix and then write your own goddamn script and then get back to us. Right. I'd like to see you do it. Oh, wait. Right. You can? Sit down. Shut the fuck up. Right. Well, and not only that, but they, they don't have access to the Silmarillion, so they can't add stuff from the Silmarillion. How do they not have access to the Silmarillion? Because it costs $250 million to buy the appendix. So Amazon decided that they would save their billions <laughs> until they figured out if the show would be a success or not. I mean, they should have just gotten the Silmarillion and uh, saved themselves some trouble. It's a, there's very few characters that people know. They would prefer to tell a story that has characters people know, like Galadriel and Sauron and the ancestor of Aragorn and all these people. But it's like, oh, I knew that. Which is. ancestor? How far back are we going? Like a couple hundred years? Uh, well, they're in the second age, and then the third age is the one that has the hobbits and all of that. Are they going to go into the fourth age at some point? The age of man? That would just be Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, God. That would be a wonderful headcanon to do. That, there's the fan fiction. There's the fan fiction. Write a story connecting the third age when all the elves sail off to the Undying Lands and the fourth age because... Yes, the fourth age is supposed to be the age of men. Both Westeros and Middle-earth are based on England. Hey, it's super easy. It's kind of like... Barely an inconvenience. It's barely an inconvenience. And it's kind of like all of these fantasy novels and fantasy universes take place in the same fucking universe. Well, uh, colonialism... <laughs> Britain was kind of the ruler of the world for a while, so British culture spread around the world. Yeah, and then what happened, Britain? Well, incompetency and a couple of mad kings and a few hundred beheadings later and the reign of terror. Thank you. Democracy Mac happened. <laughs> and, uh, thank you. Maximilian Robespierre, you fucking legend. You're you, welcome, wanted Trey. To, you wanted to just kill everyone. You're basically the Joker of whatever fucking century you were in. And then you got murdered. Brilliant. Genius. Genius. Maximilian Robespierre. You murderous bastard. I wonder if Hitler ever took. Uh, uh, I wonder if Hitler ever took a page out of your book. 
Oh wait, he did, through the guillotine. More on that later. Wow. Yeah, the concentration camps weren't nice things. No, they weren't. So how about we stop building them? Uh, yes, North Korea, stop building them. Russia, you guys are gonna defeat yourselves in a month or two anyway. Um, China, you guys are about to rebel? What the fuck's going on over there? Oof. Middle East, can you guys figure your shit out? <laughs> I'm not even gonna bother giving the entire Middle East a proper designation of land territory because it's just one big fucking landmass. See, here's the thing. <clears throat> of idiots fighting each other in the same fucking city because you all have the same god. Chill. Here's the thing. <laughs> in about 50 years or so, there will be no fossil fuels left. Both because we have moved to other sources of energy and left some in the ground, and all of the easily accessible fossil fuels will just been burned up. And uh -huh. this will solve a lot of the world's problems. Oh, so all we have to do is overthrow the gas company next. Okay. Brilliant! Because... <laughs> the true enemy! About a third... Uh, Somewhere around a third of can Russia's... Talk, can we talk about religion as well while we're at it? Just because religion's so. a bane on society. I hope so. Dollars have done a lot more uh, negative for the world than religion, but we can we can get rid of both, I think. So We're not going to a cashless society. It's a terrible idea. No, no, no. Not a cashless society, but a society where uh, money is no longer a tool used to hurt people. So it's 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 like the difference between having. Oh, we a... just want the Star Trek universe, basically. Right, right. They have credits in the Star Trek universe, but they don't need credits unless they go to a planet that uses money. Uh huh. And then the planet goes, "What the fuck is this thing? What are the credits made out of? At least some sort of rare metal that's valuable I don't, I don't or something." Remember, but they they do use. They do use like rare resources since they can just print whatever resources they want. Uh, Obviously, they do trade with people if they need to. Oh, so uh, like here's just a gold bar. Fuck off. We call it a credit. <laughs> well, we call this thing a credit because we can't be bothered giving it a more elaborate name. That's actually just a rare piece of metal. Here you go. Right. New starship, please. Right. <laughs> exactly. The 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 thing is, money is a tool. The same way that a buzz saw or a chainsaw can be used to hurt someone. It's a really inefficient way of hurting someone, to be honest. You're better off with a crowbar. Audience. It can also be used to cut down a tree and build a house. Like, Well, you're hurting the tree. Oh, of course. Yes, we're hurting the tree. A, a resource that can be infinitely renewed. But you're hurting the tweez! Oh my god. Uh, we can't use chainsaws! That's hurting the tree! And gas-powered chainsaws are always going to exist because there's always going to be muscle-brained idiots thinking, I'm going to get this diesel-powered chainsaw in the chainsaw-cutting competition and I'm going to cut this tree down in 2.3 milliseconds. Yeah! Yeah, mainly they're going to check 18 beers. Uh, for, for the record, 
audience, please do not chug beers and then use a chainsaw. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't chug beers, then you use a chainsaw. You use a chainsaw, then you go chug beers after you're done. Much better, yes. Unless you go play the shotgun drinking game. Oh, God. Uh, and on that note... Um, <laughs> I've done a lot of dumb shit in this world, audience. <laughs> I should be ashamed of it. Please, I don't really please, care. please don't. Please don't. I've got a lot of bad ideas. Jesus. Well, thank you very much for listening, audience. I'm sure this. Uh, I'm sure this uh, video will not be monetized because it's talking about various things that YouTube hates. But uh, if you want to support us. There are links in the description to all of our social medias, and we would greatly appreciate it if you would follow us on the platforms that are best for you, including things like podcast platforms on Android and iPhone. Please leave us a like, please leave us a review, and we hope to see you in the next episode. Yes!